On today's episode, we're talking Trackers, Season 1, Episode 2, a show on Cinemax. It's based on a novel, according to the intro, and it's TVMALB. That's the rating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, As far as the summary I'll give for it, uh, in this episode there were two parallel plots going on. One, I think, is more the main setting of the show. It's about a government agency called PBI. They're responsible for tracking terrorist threats in Cape Town, which is the capital of South Africa. And they are at risk of getting shut down, but they're in the middle of an investigation tracking this guy named Osman. Um, And then the other storyline, which we actually follow a lot in this episode, the majority of the episode, is this team of three. Uh, You have Flea, a vet, and uh, she is responsible for knocking out rhinos while they're transporting them across the tundra, basically. And they get ambushed by this gang wanting diamonds, and then they proceed to escape. And then some other stuff happens at the end, which I'll get into as we talk about more of this. But you should come in and tell us some stuff about the show. What's what's going on here? Yeah, well, so this show, um, like you said, it's on Cinemax. And if you know anything about Cinemax, uh, they're going to have quite a bit of a budget. Uh, it's a six-part series. Um, it was like a novel, like you said. It was uh, made by Dion Myers. That was his name in 2011. He serves as the executive producer for the television show. Uh it's basically the book has gotten critical acclaim it's uh supposed to be very action-packed it interwines uh three main stories it's about organized crime smuggling diamonds and just a ton of different things all the way to like terrorist plots um (laughs) it kind of jumps into that a little bit uh like i said the book was critically acclaimed the show on the other hand has been very very mixed um, it seems like critics... There's only been two episodes. There's only been two episodes, but based off of those two episodes, it seems like critics are okay with the show. They they think it's, like, fine, you know, they, they think there's some problems with it, but overall it's pretty fast-paced. They like what the were action. the problems that they didn't like about it? They just said that, like, you know, in terms of a story, it doesn't deep dive deep enough into, uh, like, the potential stories that they could have. Like, a lot of people have problems with... Um, kind of the characters they feel like with the book the characters were pretty you know like a driving pretty. force or something yeah and they feel like the uh, show isn't really able to do that okay um, i can see that there were some characters that had potential like you said though that they could become something better but like there was no jack ryan type figure that they had to really push the show forward the main character that we get to sort of empathize with um who is double crossed at the end named Lemmer is an ex like um, security guy and he's super serious about his job but at the same time he doesn't seem like altogether like a happy character to follow or or one that we would emotionally get attached was he, to was could you tell that he was kind of cliche or was he just no, it wasn't like, cliche uh, the the plot was actually pretty interesting for the rhino storyline Okay, because we start off the whole episode by having these rhinos being knocked out in the middle of the night, put on a truck, and then you got these three people, Lemmer, uh, Lorenz, who's the driver, and Flea, the vet, as I said, and they're driving throughout this landscape, and we get these cool shots of Zimbabwe, and um, as they're going through, then they suddenly get, like, ambushed or intercepted by these gunmen, um, 
in what I can only compare to that Walking Dead scene where we see Negan for the first time. Yeah. It looked uh, shockingly like that because it was the nighttime and all these gang members were circling them. There was a truck behind them, kind of like the RV in The Walking Dead. Right. And they pull out Flea and uh, Lawrence, the driver, and this guy named uh, Nukunzi, who is sort of a Negan type in himself, but he's uh, he likes to kick people. He doesn't have a baseball bat. Um, Does he have any type of weapon? Uh, he has a gun. Yeah, he's waving the gun around everywhere, and he's very uh, active, I guess. The main character that I was talking about, Lemmer, he has enough brains to jump out of the car as it's sort of being stopped so that they, the bad guys see him jump out, but he's able to sort of get away until Nakunzi puts a gun to Flea's head and is like, I'm going to shoot her brains out if you don't come out of there. And then he, like, walks up, obviously. And Nakunzi at this point starts being like, where's my stuff? I want my stuff. Uh, do I look like a poacher? Because he sees the rhinos. Uh, where are the diamonds? And so he's like a diamond smuggler type person. He's there to steal some diamonds. Um, they sort of knock out Lemmer with the butt of a rifle, and he falls to the ground. I think he's knocked out, and I think they're pulling one of those shows where it's like to black, and then we're going to wake up somewhere else. No. He just falls to the ground, and he's sort of dazed for the rest of the time. But then he goes up to flee the vet and is like i'm gonna kill you if you don't tell me where these diamonds are and she's like we only have the rhinos and then he kills the driver he just Uh turns the gun on one of the what i thought was one of the main characters (laughs) because he was flirting with flea earlier in the show just shoots him in the face he's dead um then lemmer uses the i guess the moment um he's uh to tackle um nakunzi sort of get his gun very convenient because, I mean, there's a ton of other people, people with guns, him, yeah. but he's able to hostage situation, take him towards the truck, get flee, and they were, they're able to drive off um, as he shoots the tires of the gang members' vehicles so that they can't easily follow. Yeah. And so that is probably the most entertaining scene out of the entire episode. Well, when does that scene take place? It's fairly early. It's kind of in the first half, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's not the the first couple scenes but it's it's early enough where something else can happen later on that i'll touch upon but after nakunzi is kind of screwed over and he's like where were the diamonds he calls osman and this is where the plots connect with that terrorist organization uh the government organization following the terrorists they have this guy tapped this osman fellow because they think he's about to like plan a dirty bomb in a stadium or something and he they overhear the conversation of Nakunzi talking to Osman about what happened and then they find out later on about the dead body and are able to put some stuff together one of the things I want to just say quickly before we get past that scene though is at the end of the credits they do the same thing that they do in Westworld where they talk a little bit about how they did it oh, yeah. and they talk about how that was actually filmed at a national park at the nighttime on the verge of a cliff with a steady cam, there was action, there was dust uh, as the hijack went down. Uh, so a lot of technicalities went into it. Yeah, but it took them four nights to film. Yeah. I watched that scene and I'm like, this is a good scene, but four nights that just to lot, get that. That is a long time, yeah. Like they really wanted to, I guess, knock it out of the park. And uh, again, it's memorable enough where I, I am introduced to Nukunzi. I don't know if he, that's his first time on the show, but it feels like it was. And it made his character just stand out. He was probably my favorite character by the end. Um, so, yeah, I'll get into the rest of the plot in, in a moment. Is there anything else you wanted to add 
about the, the uh, show itself? I mean, well, yeah. There's, How does that compare to the book? Uh, to the book, it's fairly accurate. Like I said, Dion Myers works on it. His main thing about the book was actually kind of interesting in terms of um, the one show I watched a couple weeks ago, the Australian one. Uh, Trackers was m- kind of made um, to dispel negative perceptions of South Africa because you know they wanted to kind of show that it was like actually kind of a lively place and that's why Meyer made it he wanted to kind of be like no like it's not kind of what people are saying it is it's it's pretty good and it, it was very bookish in the fact that every scene they would introduce the place in South Africa they were in like specific parts of Cape Town right, yeah. they would put the names and I just stopped writing them down after a while because they were so, yeah, showing no, so many names th- this thing and again it's also kind of been um the the places that they shot have uh people kind of like like it was shot in cape town like you said bocop woodstock um and the about square and like the story also takes place in Lockstein. i've never been to south africa but like if i want an education on that stuff this yeah, is definitely I mean, a cool way you know, like Lockstein, Karus, uh water i think zimbabwe like yeah this place has been shot everywhere and like i said cinemax a ton of money so yeah. it makes sense that they're able to have all those places and i wouldn't be surprised if some of the rhino cg was not like they, they weren't actually there that the rhinos were like but at the same time i do think they have rhinos so they looked I, real yeah the rhinos looked real but i don't know if when they were like pushing them into the trucks if that was real life or not if, if they had the actors doing it or if they had like a ton of people um, yeah helping them who, yeah because yeah, they don't they need um uh animal rights people yeah. there at the same time yeah, who, who's like the rhino guy oh i don't know but then, <laughs> like you call up the rhino guy and he's like all right i'm there <laughs> that must be pretty fun to have like rhino if they did have rhinos on set though to have like they had two like so uh, so what happens next is that lemmer the main guy he gets mad he drives right to the farm where they're going to drop off these rhinos that they're trying to protect smashes through the gate jumps out um later we find out that the smashing through the gate actually wasn't part of the script the director just said you gotta drive fast and he unintentionally (laughs) just rammed it through and they used it in the cut but he goes in confronts the diedrich guy the farm guy saying hey do you know about these diamonds? And he's like, no. And then, but this is the guy who hired me. And so then they think this John uh, Enrichman is the one who set the whole diamond uh, um, ambush up. So then he goes to, if Lemmer goes to talk to Flea, the vet, and try to calm her down, and they end up having sex together. We get a little bit of character development. It's a sort of touching scene. But when he wakes up, his gun's gone, she's gone, and we find out that the rhinos, that their horns were fake. Mm-hmm. That though that she had double-crossed them and that that was actually where the diamonds were being kept. That the horns were like made of fiberglass and they had a container compartment. And he's like <laughs> putting this together and he's, he's like, she has my gun. She she freaking set this whole thing up. She let that one guy die. Um, and, and he's getting pissed off. He goes and leaves. At the same time as the PBI people, who we don't really get too much of a story with, um, there is a character that they sort of go into her like internship and how she's struggling with her marriage and such. Do you but, remember the character's name? Uh, yeah, I wrote it down somewhere. It's like Mrs. Strahan or something. I I wasn't sure if I caught it correctly. Mia Strahan or something. Yeah, something like that. And but her storyline really wasn't too interesting. They they it was more the boring scene where she had like a dinner with her son and then the husband who wasn't supposed to be there intervened 
But moving past that, she finds out about the dead bodies, tracks down exactly who the driver was and where he came from. They send like a full SWAT team to the farm to basically intercept uh, whatever's going on. They quickly figure out that Diedrich doesn't know anything and the Lemmer guy's well gone and the Flea guy's gone. But at the same time, Nikunzi flies into Cape Town and is like, I'm here, where's my money? I know the job didn't go well. He's, he's calling from the airport, this Osman fellow who they have tapped like, like from the first phone call. And he's like, I want my money, we're meeting. And so they meet up at this one place, but then the PBI officials have that place bugged everywhere. So they're able to listen to the meeting. But one thing that didn't make sense is Nakunzi's supposed to be a gang leader. And he had no, like, cronies or anything. He just walks through the <laughs> airport like he owns the place with a, like, decked out in white. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's just a super cocky dude. And uh, and so he has this meeting with Osman where Osman's like, the diamonds were there. You were supposed to get the girl to give them up. She didn't give them to you. You have to go find her. And Nakunzi's pissed off, but he's like, fine, I'll find the girl. And the PBI people are like, fine. Uh, we'll track Nakunzi because Nakunzi's tracking Flea, and that way we get both of them. Um, and then as soon as that happens, the only question the PBI people have is why would this Osman fellow hire Nakunzi to hijack his own operation to like intercept the diamonds if Flea's working for Osman as well? Right. As soon as they sort of have, make that clear, Flea calls Osman on a phone that they can't tap and basically says, uh, in a very um, killing Eve type fashion. Um, we're going to make the exchange in three days and I don't appreciate you having tried to like screw me over on this deal. And that's basically where the show ends. They have an after or sort of a lingering shot about um, a guy who gets hijacked. On, his car gets taken from him in the middle of the day and then he like sort of chases one of the people down. But that doesn't really lead to anywhere the episode ends right, and we, we yeah, don't really know who it is so yeah yeah um and then uh overall the, that was basically the episode the, the twist was pretty well done i think i wasn't expecting the vet to be the one who was the diamond smuggler mm-hmm. and uh i guess if they were just following the book it makes sense if you had to rate it out of 10 what would you give it i'd say like an eight yeah yeah i thought it was all right um I would say that there were a couple of things that that, uh, they could improve upon. Um, The accents, which they sometimes spoke in a different language, which was completely fine. And I like the episode where you can, where where it's more authentic that way, Mm -hmm. where you can read the uh, subtitles. But when they spoke in English, especially the the government people, a lot of their accents were really, really strong and they weren't always the best to understand. Uh, like, you could miss something if you didn't have the audible subtitles up there yeah. for English as well. Um, and then at the end, they had the Nikunzi guy talking about the scenes, right? Yeah. He couldn't be nicer. He just <laughs> completely different character, and that made me like his character even more because he, like, goes from being just this smug gang leader who's kind of funny to just being like, yeah, and then we shot this yeah, scene, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, so I like those type of characters. Uh, anything else that you want to say? Well, yeah, I mean, the show, like I was kind of saying before, critics in terms of, like, the episodes and, and different websites, 
mostly like it for the most part, as I said before. They like the action. They think some things could be approved upon, but they like the episode for the most part. The fans, though, it's interesting with them because they aren't the biggest fans of the show. With something like Decider.com, they do this kind of like skip it or um, stream it or, you know, a third yeah, option. I can't remember. Them, yeah. And the uh, person said to stream it, but when they went down to the polling, 58% of the audience said to skip it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also on IMDb, has doesn't have the best rating. It has a 5.8 out of 161 reviews, which as we know is not a lot, but still about Yeah, that could easily change it. as more episodes happen. Yeah, and as I say, for, we're about one third of the way through the series right now because that was the second episode. But it, this kind of shows that on Rotten Tomatoes, it doesn't have a critical can score because it doesn't have five, um, it doesn't have five reviews, but it has three tomatoes and uh, one Rotten. And so... But the other interesting thing about this show is how successful it's been with its two episodes that it's had. Um, South African M- Mnet, which I believe is where they stream it on uh, in South Africa, uh, calls it their best performing show of 2019. So I think that the show was stream or shown in 2019, and it's just now getting to America here. I can't think of many shows that have been filmed there. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, that would make sense. If, if I was to give it, like, a, a sort of a plug, I would say that, like, it's not as dramatic as Homeland. Uh, it doesn't have the same thrilling intensity behind it as a 24. Or, as I said, the, there's no Jack Ryan-type figure that's going to lead you through each episode being like, yeah! But it's sort of a mesh of all those shows at the same time. You get the cool political um, terrorist uh, kind of fight for... Um, justice at the same time as you have sort of a unique storyline happening with a ex-security officer who may or may not turn into something bigger. And I'm sure there's characters that, like the guy who got his Lambo stolen or Porsche stolen at the end, who, uh, um, who have to be, like, continued to Yeah, I wrote, I wrote, I wrote a summary of, um, of the first episode, just kind of things I could find, and there were characters, there are a lot of characters that you didn't mention. So I'm assuming that this is definitely supposed to be a series that kind of interweaves with like big storylines and stuff like that. Um, Trackers was bigger than Game of Thrones in South Africa when it came out. What? In That's crazy. Okay, yeah. this isn't any Game of Thrones, and, especially for the first few episodes. And the second series is already being worked on. That, that makes sense. So um, Mayor SA4 supervises the scripts even Strasbury is a cinematographer for 13 reasons why he also is doing this at the same or was, not the same time but remember when I said that there was that SWAT team that came to the farm yeah before that they had a lot of shots and even when they were showing the rhinos being transported a lot of drone shots where you would see there's the line of cars and during the SWAT scene there was a line of SUVs black SUVs and it reminded me of the beginning of Iron Man mm-hmm. 2008 yeah where you just watch them go in a line. Um, and and those can be effective. And I think that if they had done too many more, they would have been overdone. But at the same time, it gave you a good chance to see the expanse the expanse of what is Africa. Yeah, well, the, yeah. I mean, that's it's a crazy big place. So Yeah, and obviously yeah. if they're able to get those type of shots, it makes for, you know, a definitely compelling uh, show. I know IOL.co.ca. That's... <laughs> Okay, they, they call it the seller series as well, but gone. what were you going to say? Yeah, without giving away spoilers, what is sort of the plot line for this terrorist threat that's going on? Like, is Osman going to um, become a bigger deal? Is the diamond smuggling really what this whole thing is about? Uh, I mean, yeah, 
a lot of it has to deal with kind of the PBI and in, in terms of how they can kind of get to this. And rag. the PBI stands for, because I know we said it, Presidential Bureau of Intelligence. And I have to consider that in the first episode, they probably went more into this Pelindaba report, which one of the characters, I think the main person of PBI, had called in a threat about an old nuclear base and they canceled canceled a national summit on climate change. Yeah. It was a dump info that or a uh, info dump that they did in a in the bathroom, which was pretty funny. But uh, Janina is the person who is the leader of the PBI, and she's the one who I think screwed up. And later on in the show, will probably have a redeeming moment so that the PBI doesn't get like completely defunded. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of what happened. It, basically, what I got from a couple of different places was Ismali, a police informant, reveals information to his handler about a radical Islamist plot which results in his public execution by the terrorist, or by a terrorist organization. Um, Quinn McCabe started investigating. Quinn is her second in command. He's yeah. always talking to her. He's the one who listened into the final conversation between Nakunzi and Osman. And that makes sense, yeah, because it started, they Quinn started an investigation on the main suspect, Babu Ryan, and uh, just kind of, again, it goes into kind yeah, of more it gets, it gets so. pretty complex. So it's funny how the critics were upset that they weren't touching upon everything, because it did feel like there was a good number of plots going on. I think on. it was more like if you read the series, because that's the day before the, the novel. Yeah. Very, very well liked. Um, they probably, of course, that's just always going to come with the territory of how they're able to, you know, adapt it and everything. I mean, it'll all depend on how they land the ending here because you said it's only six episodes mm-hmm. so if they really do a good job with the next three to to build it up and then the last one just brings it home with the way that the book is written then i think the fans will be happy with it uh probably yeah yeah it's it started off on an okay note i think um and i would give it a shot if you're looking for <clears throat> something in that adventure type storyline that that you're just missing right now because of uh, everything that's going on in the world. Yeah, I know they spent a lot of time on this show. They started production in late 2018. So that's something I consider because I know that. So that they finished these episodes well before that, like, they're not still filming them. Yeah, they're not still filming them. Yeah, they're probably just writing them right now. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I think that'll do for um, our review. If there's anything else that you want to add, otherwise, we'll say that was today's episode. Uh, hope you enjoyed. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.